WNT9 Talk Radio. I'm your host, King Henry, and we are back with another segment. And today we have a special guest with a brother named Sabak Khufu at Moon Hatap. Let's get a round of applause for the brother. Gotta start off by saying Rahu Bat, brother, how you doing? Rahu Bat, good brother. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm absolutely great. I'm great, right. man. It's always an honor to have honorable brothers and sisters on the show. I want to ask you just a little background about yourself for those who may not know. Uh, you are a student of the master teacher, Dr. Malachi Z. York, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Certainly. Um, background. I say I first uh, embraced our doctrine or our culture. It was back in 1988, uh, October. And then I took my Shahada at the time. We we're going through the degree of Muhammadism. So I took my Shahada in March of 1989. A brother that's still in the tribe, which is a good thing. Um, his name is Snefiru. He's a Mukdal now or an elder. At the time, his name was Akil. So, you know, he's one of the brothers that I definitely, you know, he looked out for me, taught me a lot of things. So uh, I've been walking with the master teacher on this long walk on a short path ever since uh, 1988. That's great, man. Um, <laughs> so have I. <laughs> okay. There you go. Eight. That's that <laughs> well, devil infinity. Yeah. Sure. That's what's up, man. Um, yeah. You're a teacher out in Jersey. Yes, that is correct. We have a uh, All Eyes on Egypt, New Jersey bookstore, and the address is 286 Sussex Avenue. We do uh, have cultural classes such as questions and answers, language class. I invite everybody to come out. Even if you got questions or just want to see how we live our culture, we do our best to do that. So you are correct. I'm a student teacher at that particular uh, bookstore. Okay. So since 88, you've been, I'm sure, um, this is not your first uh, assignment as a teacher, is it? No, no, it isn't. Actually, um, the first time I ever taught class was in uh, Brooklyn on Bushwick Avenue. And then uh, the master teacher said for us to move down south. So I left New York, went down to Atlanta, Georgia. I believe I went down in 90, I want to say 96. Right after the second uh, Nuwapu ball, I moved down and I've actually I've been teaching. I had two bookstores affiliations down there uh, in Georgia and we had one on Memorial Drive. That's a big strip for people that's maybe familiar with Georgia. We had one down there and then there was another one with another elder. Uh, he, he, most people know him as Bun. He had a bookstore. So I was teaching out of that store as well. So, yeah, it's not my first time. That's, that's a lot, man. Uh, you definitely getting some some joy out of this, I guess. I mean, is there what 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 do you get out of doing this for so long? Right. Well, see, if if you see how the master teacher, you know, Baba Yanana moves, he doesn't do what he does for himself. You know what I'm saying? Even though he's a master teacher, he moves as a servant. So under that model, because he taught me that. That's what I get out of it. You know, if you are into a doctrine, culture, or whatever you ascribe to, if it's truly the right thing for you, it makes you happy. See what I'm saying? So I feel I feel at my best when I'm actually teaching. 
you know, or just mm -hmm. gathering around with other Musbatu or Sabians. When we come together, I feel charged up. And that's what we're supposed to do, to, to charge each other up. So, yeah, I have uh, it's definitely a joy of mine when I'm teaching. Wow. That's powerful, man. I remember receiving a message from Dr. Malachi York saying, mm -hmm. saying that when you stop teaching, you start dying. For me, it was very mm -hmm. crucial, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And um, he said there are different, many uh, different levels of, of teaching. All the levels that, you know, we teach aren't for everybody. So um, some people will be able to stand up in front of a class and teach, whereas though somebody else may not, that might not be their thing, but it doesn't mean that they should not be teaching. Uh, Correct. I, f I found that to be very interesting because, um, you know, I've, I've seen a, a quite a few of the classes that you all have um, mm -hmm. in, in uh, Jersey, in Newark. And, um, you know, the uh, initially it didn't seem like uh, that many people were, you know, uh, um, tuned in, you know. And so now it's like coming from the old school, we always knew like, ah, right, you got to put somebody up there that's going, you know, had that, that, that thing that's going to actually be attracting people. And right. so now it's like, I actually see the growth of, uh, from where it was to what it is right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's respect. A that's whole respect. lot, a whole lot of growth, man. And you can definitely see that, uh, you know, the, that, that thing, I don't know what it is, but it's that thing <laughs> that, that <laughs> you know, that, that the master ha has put in many of us is definitely there. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's respecting. If you respect the culture, you respect the doctrine when it's time to relay it because the master teacher doesn't ask much of us. You know, his, his whole thing for raising us up is read, 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 teach, teach, teach. And like you said, you may not be a type of person that feels comfortable speaking in front of crowds, but that doesn't mean you're not a teacher. Because if you're simply walking down the street and commune or converse with somebody and they ask you a question and you're able to address it, you've just had a lesson in teaching. So what I do generally before we start our classes, you know, I, I, I thank Ponathotl, I thank the master teacher personally, and I just ask him, hey, you know, let the words come through me and not from me. So from that point, you know what I mean? Something may drop down from the mental reservoir that I've read before, might not recall, but the question sparks it. So my approach is if I energize the crowd, they're going to return the energy to me. So that's why sometimes the classes seem real energetic and it's just us flowing off of each other. And if someone learns something from that class, they get something from it, then that's fine. You know, the way that you know if you're successful or like you said, have an attraction that has people coming is when new souls come. Mm. Because those of us that are already in the doctrine, like you, me and others, we already know what it is. So we're, we're attracted by the facts that we find within it. But what if a new soul comes to sit in and you move them to the point that they want to come back, then they're doing your job. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we, we do our best to do in New Jersey and other bookstores as well. But you're asking about ours. So I have the most <laughs> inside information about how we rock. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, I would say it's definitely a, a, an awesome template and example that you all are setting. Now, 32 years. Mm -hmm. that, that's how long it's been. 32 years since you've, I guess, read your first book. Was it a book or a tape? Yeah, actually, it was a, it was a book. And it was the um, Fast of Ramadan. Mm. So the way it went, the brother's name was Abdul Malik. And I'm just walking. And he goes, 
He said, hey, you know, how you doing today? What you doing? I said, you know, I'm doing good. I'm not really doing anything. He said, you know, can I ask you a question? So I said, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nah, it's all good. And then he said, if um, he said, you ask me three questions. And if I answer it, I'll ask you three questions. And if you can't answer it, then you have to take a book. Mm. So I, I took the bet and I lost. He just, he just, he just rocked me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and yeah. so I went to pay for the book. He's like, no, I said, take a book. Mm. And that was the book he gave me. And it was just so happens that it was Ramadan. So I, I, I went home, read the book that night. And then the next day I asked him, how do you perform this fast of Ramadan? And I, I was gone from there, you know, so something sparked my DNA and I knew this was what I needed to be. Yeah, wow. And I'm still in a state of becoming, so it's all good. Wow. Mentioning uh, Ramadan, um, mm. you know, Ramadan is, is you know, primarily something that's uh, very spiritual. Mm-hmm. You would have to have something inside of you. I mean, it's not a coincidence that you actually, you know, that that was the beginning for you. Right. You know, and to see, you know, all the different transformations and the different levels of people to mm-hmm. to look at the people that are still coming, like people are still coming. People are still waking up. Yeah. It has to be something in deeply rooted inside of you to still be standing there waiting for people mm-hmm. to come. And so my question to you is this. Do you find yourself having a difficult time making the transformations from one school of thought to the next? Um, No, not for me personally, because you get something out of each of the degrees, right? So if you understand that, you know, some people say, well, why we went through the uh, monotheistic degrees? Because it was necessary. You know what I'm saying? When the master teacher came, he found us in that state. And these were the type of questions we were asking. So he made us proficient in each of the degrees. And then he says, okay, let's move on to the next, to the next. Because we're getting back to the source, right? So Wusabat, as it stands now, is a living doctrine, a living culture. So with that, as the era of time and children are born and they get older, they're going to, they gravitate to what their speed of frequency is. And the doctrine fits all frequencies. So it was very easy to go from one school to the next. And then what, just because I or you or whoever may have left that particular school, that doesn't mean others left with us. But now we're equipped to go back and get them by speaking on a common terminology or whatever their spiritual sensibilities are. So to me, you know, it's, it's my honor to be able to do that, no matter which degree it is. So, so in regards to people who are still asleep, People mm-hmm. who are still asleep, people who, um, you know, uh, may not, people who are not present, you know. Okay. Uh, not someone who you know is woke, but you don't see. I'm talking about people who you see and are not woke. So right. um, I want to play a clip, if you don't mind, of the master teacher, Dr. Malachi Z. York. Um, now, that's always all good. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, let's just buckle up for a little bit. Um, okay. And um, listening to what the master is saying. Okay. So he must have made us capable of living outside and moving according to the weather changes. So if you stay up in the North Pole and then you freeze to death, you belong dead because you have a defect. You move according to the season changes and you take residence in those different places where you belong. But no, if I sat outside, they call me crazy. 
because they want me to comply to their system of constantly going against God. That's what they need. They need me to constantly wrestle against God. If I do anything that's like just pure, I just want to, these nuts. I just love everybody. You walk down the street of Atlanta tomorrow and say, I just love all of you people. Before long, they'll arrest you for saying a very beautiful thing. But you know what happens? You say, man, I hate that. People just play this. They'll get out your way. They won't call the cops on you. But stand out in the middle of the street. I love everybody. You're being a straight jacket. Don't be fooled. Light is not God, light is the devil. And every Freemason gives up the G for the I. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. They get into the real light when they pass the master on their way through the arch. You understand? And they learn to see with the right eye, the third eye, the inner eye, the spiritual eye. They learn to evaluate things with the third eye. They look for the best in a man. Because that's the best a man can be. And they take a good man and aspire to make him even a better man. You hear me? That's the ancient way. Lost from us. Stolen. Replaced with knowledge. I fix cars. I make guns. I make planes. I do this, I make all the destructive things that man uses to kill each other, but I got a good job, I make a good salary, and my family's taken care of. I don't care what it does to the rest of the world, because I'm straight. I'm acting on the part of them. And they fear when you people make up your mind to break away and say, I'm gonna work with nature. When before I eat an apple now, I'm going to say, God, thank you for this apple. The purpose of the apple was to be eaten. So if an apple falls from the tree and is never picked up and made a pie or a sauce or an apple, that apple was condemned to hell. Everything in existence has its purpose. And if its purpose is not fulfilled, that's its hell. So when you bite the apple, the apple rejoices in completing its journey through God's plan. Do you hear me? When you bite the corn, you don't hear the corn sing the praise of God. But the corn sings the praise of God when you bite it. Because now it has reached its destiny. But the corn, it ends up a pipe. In an old mouth. Sitting on a stoop with a hood on. Puffing on Tobacco and killing his lungs is a condemned cause. Human beings also have to fulfill a purpose. You don't fulfill that purpose by emulating other human beings. You hear me? Like the apple, you are fulfilling your destiny as an African. Show who you are and be proud of it. Stand up. Hmm. That's powerful, man. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's a definitely a powerful bill right there. That's powerful. Um, to hear the master teacher mention that, you know, people want to even arrest you for loving everybody. If you walk around 
feeling like you want to just, uh, you know, be a be grateful and thankful and, and just want to feel good about yourself and others. There's a force out there that actually wants to arrest you, do you some harm, take you out of the equation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because unfortunately, in the physical plane where we are, there are other species that don't have that ability to love in terms of giving it and even accepting it. So if you exhibit it, that's something that's unknown and uncomfortable to them. That's not the system that they have set up. So you become a disruption to whatever plans they have for the masses, right? So when the master came and he started raising us up and telling us, like just like he said on that class, that you cannot fulfill your purpose trying to live in the image of another species or another being. Mm. You have to be in the image and likeness of your deities. You have to be uh, natural to where you're from. And for most Naganadu or Negroids or, you know, uh, people that they call Nubians, as they will, we are from Africa. And he mentions it directly on that particular class. So when now we know Africa is a faf re'eka, that is a tribe principal word saying um, spirit of the sun or of the sun spirit. So when we started becoming aware of that and trying to live that, even down when we was in Georgia and had that land, those beings who did not accept that or couldn't understand what that was because they saw it for what it was, we became a problem to them. So they had to try to put out, you know what I'm saying, that energy of love and stamp that out that we were trying to build, not just for ourselves, but like you said, for people that we see and who were not awake. It was an attraction to that land of Tamaray. There was an attraction to whenever the master teacher speaks, right? So I do my best to emulate that same loving energy when I am teaching, rather than in the bookstore, on the street, wherever I may be. I try to emulate that energy. Mm -hmm. And if people come to that, you know, I, I, when I teach, like you may have noticed, I generally come from the books. Why? Because the master teacher wrote it. So if you're reading it, like that is just like you're being a conveyor of that message and it's coming out and written in a certain way that you will feel even his essence through the books. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that's that's basically what he was building on. That was a beautiful class. Yeah, man. Making good people better. Absolutely. That selfishness, though, that's something right there. You know, um, you know, yeah. I'm, you know I got to go and make sure I'm straight. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You know, um, that's an illusion. To think that the I principle surpasses the we principle, right? When the whole thing is you returning back to the source. And as the source, that's oneness. Rather, we're in different locations as we are right now. We have the same mindset, that same frequency. We're still one. And when somebody who's not with us sees that, they will say, well, them two do the same, right? You lose that selfishness. It's okay to take care of yourself, but not always putting yourself in front of others. Exactly. Because we're here to help, not to harm, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Breaking away from breaking away from uh, the spell, mm -hmm. being in tune with nature. Many people have asked me, what are we going to do now that mm -hmm. there's no tamaray? How are we going to get in tune with nature? Right. Uh, well, you, you get in tune with nature in the mind first. So what you have to do is condition your mind to start working with natural nature. Then we come together collectively. Then we'll be able to get land and, and have another tamare, right? 
or a sabia because it starts in the mind first. And once we envision that, then we can always go wherever we go and create that environment and that energy. And that's still being a part of natural nature. Uh, like the master teacher was saying on that class, what we have to do as well is see in this in this particular geographical location, let's say, right? None of us are really getting a, enough of the natural nature's light, which is sunlight and stuff like that. You know, even now with the pandemic, you notice they want right. you to stay in the house. Right. But getting out and getting the vitamin D and all the essence and power and, you know, the magnetic energy from the sun, we have to get that. So once our circadian rhythm, which is a certain time of day, we're supposed to have a certain amount of sun, a certain amount of rest, a certain amount of food and take all these things. When we get back to doing that naturally, then that's how we'll be back in tune with natural nature. Mm. And it's possible. Yeah, that's on point. I appreciate that response. Uh, oh, for sure. Uh, my, my response was a little bit more basic. And, and <laughs> it all worked. So, <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you know, what yeah. was you doing before Tamaray? That's a good point. Nature, nature is really really not about Tamaray. Nature is about you know, like you said, being outside. Right, right. Being in in those elements. mm -hmm, That's right. Absolutely right. I mean, your your response is fine because no matter how we express it, right, you're still going to reach a certain people where they're at because we're all moving on different degrees of reasonability. Right. So your approach is a perfect answer for somebody else, and mine is a, is a perfect answer for another somebody. But collectively, the, the answers are correct. So I, I can agree with you 100%, brother. Right. Now, in regards to uh, the, the master teacher, Dr. Malachi mm-hmm. York, he makes mm-hmm. a very, very, on numerous occasions, um, ever since I've been a student of the master teacher, he's always made this particular point of chanting together and praying together and um, worshiping together. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to play another clip and this one is real short. It's um, so I, you know, I'm saying that so that, you know, for the listeners to listen in, it's an old class, but the information is still imperative. All right. It's on point. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Let me see. Okay. So when exactly what age is he supposed to make his appearance? Oh, he's the devil? Yeah, he's 22. He'll be about 22 now. The devil came out of the pit, the first pit, in 1966. Right. All right? He's going to be locked away again for a thousand years. And that thousand years can be one day. Because one day, like, for the Lord, is like a thousand years, a thousand years, depending on us and our faith. If we don't perform the circle, now listen, close, people. If we don't perform the circle which gives us the power to pull down the walls of Jericho again, we will be vulnerable to Satan. What made Israel have the power to pull down the walls of Jericho is they came together and they chanted and they zikr. They zikr Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name together in a circle. They formed a camp and set up the ark of the tabernacle and they prayed together and they worshiped together. And then they went down to Jericho and they marched on the city and they brought it down. Remember that? Well, we can't do it because like Israel, Israel, you Israelites won't come to the camp. We won't get together. So the devil will be loose on us. And if he's loose on us, we have serious problems. So we have the power. You ain't kidding because right in that room, if people sitting there talking to us, and you maybe, we ain't coming home. 
to be talking for months. I'm going to come. I think he's right. He might be telling the truth. You ain't never heard nothing like this before. You ain't never seen these many facts before. Have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever provided y'all with so many facts? Book after book, numbers, quotes, dates, names, places, maps, science, but so many facts. Have he ever poured out so many facts before? Never before. But still you won't come home. Still you stay out there and wobble in the mire. And meanwhile, the devil and the beast is organizing. Okay? Yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. Hearing that, it, mm-hmm. it, it brings me to uh, a lot of conversations about uh, love and unity, unity and love. And right. hearing the master teacher say that particular thing over and over again, that we should be chanting together. We should be praying together. We should be worshiping together. This is, this to me is love and unity. And so knowing that you, you all have uh, language classes and are taking a stand as far as allowing people to learn, learn the language and learn the the chance and being in a position to allow people to come together in that perspective, I think is huge. And I just wanted to know your take on it. Like what, what do you feel love and unity is really all about in regards to the statements that the master teacher was making in that class? All right. All right. Good. Well, first, thank you. You know, uh, we do at our particular bookstore, as well as in Brooklyn, as well as in Philly, as well as in all places all around. You know what I'm saying? We do have um, times where we can come together as family and the invite is always there. We know that sometimes people can't make it every week, but we do, you know what I'm saying? Because we are actually administrators of the bookstore. So we're there. So whenever somebody wants to come to chant, like for us, our bookstore is Saturdays at three. Um, language is Sundays at two, two thirty, and then right after that we do questions and answers. The master teacher is giving us what's called the formula for success of coming together. And when you come together and you be around people enough, you will learn to love them more than you learn to say, I don't like a a Mm. particular aspect of a person's personality, right? Right. So when we all chant together, and I've noticed that when we chant, is that the cadence becomes unified. In other words, it'd be a group of us, but we all seem to know because we're linking up on the same frequency when to stop the word when to inhale to take a breath to begin the next word and when you hear it it just sounds beautiful it's almost as if our heartbeats link up Mm. because we're getting on that tone of a which is the tone of the physical body so yes it's very important the master teacher is stressing that because we need these things to be successful because if you're together in unity and your tones and your frequencies you actually begin to favor the way we look and sound because mm. our mouth has to make the same formations to make the words wow. so, so that's love and unity right there i love to come to the bookstore and unity simply means we're unified mm. and that's all it means and the master teacher knew that he's been teaching that all along Right. So for anybody that's listening to this pod, you, you're hearing it up front, live and personal. Listen, love and unity is simply because there was some talk about what is love and unity and things of that nature. Unity is simply finding your local temple and being there, you know, exactly. opposed to allowing all the things to stop us from being there. That's mm-hmm. when, when we're there. That's unity. Real simple. Right. Now, now, love comes in where we don't leave. We actually stay for the chance. Right. We stay for the prayer. We stay for the for the class. We stay for whatever's going on 
and we make mm-hmm. time for that. And like you was just expressing, the rhythms start coming together. Yeah. And so I think that's a very, very, you know, um, powerful point to make in regards to this big old conversation that's being put out there um, about love and unity as if it's something that, you know, we just don't have a clue to what it is. It's real simple, you know, be around. That's be, right. Be operative. That's right. Participate. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Basically do the things that you, that you do with something that you're interested in. Cause a lot of things that people are interested in, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for whatever they feel like they're getting, uh, you know, uh, some type of, you know, gratification in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, we love our culture. We love our way. So like you said, you love being at the bookstore. Exactly. And exactly. I think that just goes a, a long way because, um, you know, I remember back in the day we we say uh, there's a come, gonna come a time where we're going to have to say the gates are, are closed. <laughs> and <Thanks>. really, <laughs> to me, it's, it's basically the gates are closed once there's nobody feeling like they want to be at the store for you to come to. Mm-hmm. They don't give you a time. They don't open the doors to you anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. think, I think, you know, it's still a wonderful thing that you all are doing that. You said Saturdays at three o'clock. Right. Yeah. Saturdays at three, we do the uh, three o'clock chant. But of course, we're at the store before then, like at two o'clock, we have the, the feminines read from the Proverbs of Yanun. That's one of the latest scrolls that the master teacher has put out. Right. So, you know, the women, this is a matriarchal society. So but just because I'm a masculine, you know, you might see me teach on Sundays, you know, I give way, I give way readily to our feminized. Let their precious tones be heard. There's there's no, you know, there's no room for chauvinism in our doctrine. And that's for the brothers to hear. That's for the sisters to hear. That's not it. So we don't, we don't, you know, condone any of that. You know what I'm saying? In our bookstore, you come uh, again Saturday at two, but three o'clock is, is what we do. That's when we sit in our circle as the master teacher told us to do. He gave us that formula and we chant, we mm. respect partner thought, we giving our praises, we're making confirmations that we acknowledge who they are. And as their children, we will be respectful in those chants. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And then after that, you know, um, you might've heard, I, don't know if you, I think you might've even come to one before, uh, Saturdays we call Family Fun Night, which right, we so, right. you know, show a movie. Or we, we play games, listen to music, because people think because you're highly spiritual, all of a sudden, you know, you, you're just some person that, that doesn't know how to laugh. And, mm. and to anybody that thinks that, I'll say you've never been on Tamaray on a Saturday night. <laughs> right. They just listen to the master that he just, <laughs> you know, we'd have fun. So we're emulating that because that's the formula for success. And it gives us the opportunity to come around each other. You know, either for spiritual purposes or just for regular socializing so that the young in our tribe know how to socialize without that great uh, sexual spirit force of lust and all that nonsense. We just come Mm. in and learn how to the brothers learn how to talk to the young ladies. Young ladies learn how to carry themselves. It's it's a beautiful thing, you know, and I encourage everybody to do go to their local bookstores. You know what I'm saying? There's enough of them around now so that, like the master said, no stone will be unturned. Right, right. Everybody will know his name. And and by us being raised of that son with healing in his wings, we are extending that same unity and love to everybody because love is a verb, it's an action. You have to show it, mm. not just say it. Because mm. we could be on the phone all night and be like, I love you, I love you, but I don't right. come around. <laughs> right, right. But if right. I come around and show you love, you feel that in person. Right. And you want to come back the next week. Why? Because the world doesn't hold that for us. 
We love each other more than anybody else can hate us. And that's why we are what the master teacher says is yesar or sticky. That means coming together. Right. He is who he is. There's no doubt in that. Now, let me ask you in regards to uh, newcomers. Uh, yes. There's always been a door open for newcomers. Um, yes. We used to have what I think was newcomers class. Um, newcomers class. That's right. In regards to the chance. Mm hmm. For a newcomer, what would be the process for a newcomer that would like to participate in the chance? Absolutely. So let's say you were coming to the bookstore because you heard we were chanting, but you don't you don't really know the words. We have copies. You know what I mean? Our also more tattoo, our sisters. They make copies and they're on the counter. So if this is your first visit, we'll give you a copy of the chant, right? But there's no pressure for you to say it because again, it's your first time. We would ask if you're comfortable enough, sit in a circle with us and just feel that energy. And if a person is comfortable to sit in a circle, they just sit there. They don't have to say anything because you always some people learn with their eyes. The master teacher said that we were created with two eyes, two ears, and one mouth. So use that formula. You look and listen twice as much as you speak. So if you don't know it, there's no pressure. But you can take that copy home with you, kind of recall what you heard, study it, and then come back. And when you're ready to join it, you can. And that's how the newcomers don't feel pressured right. to say, oh, I need to say it the first time. No, not at all. Just just come and feel the energy. And we've done that with, with people who are in uh, what you call in the doctrine. And we've also done it with people who were not in the doctrine, but were just curious. And we invite them in. And, you know, they've said they felt something. They might not know how to identify it, you know, but they're like, I, I felt what y'all were doing. That's because it's coming from, you know, a seat or energy in the body that actually transcends the planet. So it's going up and coming back. You know, it's beautiful. But that's mm. what we do for newcomers. Yeah, that's what's up, man. It, so, mm -hmm. so the tradition of uh, it, it being more about an individual soul still mm -hmm. exist. Well, absolutely. You have to you have to get your soul or the portion of the ultimate soul that is yours while you are still here on a physical plane. You have to know that when you transition, so to speak, or when you are released from the law of inhale and exhale, there's still you that goes on, not just what's the ninety, you know, ninety-nine elements of the planet. So you have to get your soul, which is waiting for this affirmation anyway so we become so dense since we're here that the soul is the eternal witness but if you don't activate it and feed it it's it, it kind of gets weakened mm. by all this pressure of six ether energy all this disagreeable stuff all these hardships that we go through but when you start opening up and addressing and catering to the soul you have to live by your soul and then your soul becomes that guide for you so yeah the individual soul while it's inside of us has to be fed has to be nurtured and catered to and then you learn to listen to it because that's the real you that goes on beyond this physical existence powerful brother um is there any businesses or anything like that that you uh have Okay, yeah, that's um that's a good question. Actually, right now, you know, I'm, I'm uh, trying to get back into a business venture I started a little while ago, but I'm I'm going to put a little more energy into it currently now, and it's a, like an apparel company, you know, shirts, jackets, any any styling from how you want to feel casual, you want to feel spiritual. Uh, the name of the company is Etheric Genetics Omnipresent. And if you take the first letter out of each word, it spells ego. So it's both mm. sides of you. If you're feeling spiritual, that's the etheric genetics. It's always around you. And if you just want to, you know, 
feel fresh and get out there and style and profile, so to speak, then that's the ego. Everybody has one, EGO. But I'm just doing that to create something for my sons. Like, I'll start it, and then because they're a little younger and they know more of the trends, they can go ahead and, and take it further. But it'd be something that we can claim as our own. So, you know, that should be jumping off real soon. Powerful, brother. Powerful. Etheric genetics. Yeah, etheric genetics, omnipresent. So it's mm. EGO. Yeah. That's deep, brother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I wanna um I wanna ask you one last question. Uh-huh. And um this is a question I ask every Sabian that I interview or right. anyone with any uh conversation about the master teacher, Dr. Malachi Z York. Um mm -hmm. in the event that he would hear this broadcast. Right. Something from yourself to him, what would it be? All right. Well, yes, let's let's say that he would hear this. That the first thing I would say to the master teacher is thank you. Thank you for coming to us and raising us up spiritually and mentally. You know, and I hope that you do feel the love and loyalty that those of us who are doing their best to do the right thing. And it makes you proud. But yet the most important thing, you know, if you were to hear this would be that. I, I, I just can't wait until you're free. You mm. know what I'm saying? When you're free and you're out and you continue on what you want to do for the rest of your time here with us, is that's a beautiful thing as long as you're out because his freedom is the path to all of our freedoms. So I would definitely just say thank you to him first for all that he's done. Powerful brother. Mm -hmm. Listen, man, um, hold yes. on one second. Do not hang up. Oh, okay. I, I want to thank you, man, for, uh, you know, giving us some of your time, man, and, and uh, yeah. I know it's not you. Sunday and it's not class, but you definitely, you know, you opened up, you know, the, the door and allowed us to ask some questions, man. I appreciate you, brother. Oh, no, no. Thank you for having me. And as far as the questions, it's, it's that's my position in the universe. And I like to play my position. Nothing more, nothing less. But thank you again for having me. I'll hold on for you. Hey, brother. Great job. Hold on one sec. All right. Sing up for it. 